I'm Cass. I'm Emma. And this is Honey Do Me Podcast. Hola. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My hair is a little wet because it's raining and I'm also in a very mo- modest uh, <laughs> braid down the back of my head. Oh, modesty is our but- specialty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this episode is particularly modest. Yeah. We're just trying to appeal to a wide range of audiences mm-hmm. who prefer, you know, more vanilla things like porn yeah and watching porn with your partner watching porn with your partner (laughs) yeah um you know i guess it depends on how kinky you are if you're gonna define that as vanilla or not there has to be somebody who's like oh my god vanilla 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 (laughs) yeah yeah have you ever watched so if you haven't picked it up Mm -hmm. today is about watching porn with your partner yeah have you ever watched porn with your partner yes i have um after we did this interview i actually Mm. went ahead and i we more had like a really good conversation on types of porn and I just asked him so many questions and it was so interesting. And then we were kind of looking through porn videos together and it was okay. I don't think either of us were really in the mood to mm-hmm. make it like a sexy thing. thing. <laughs> it was just like watching anything else mm-hmm. and then we would kind of laugh and yeah, comment different things. But it was really fun. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever watched it for foreplay with a partner. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my boyfriend about it when we were doing, getting ready to for this interview. Yeah, He's like, have you ever? And I was like, no. And then I thought about it. And I think I have with my past boyfriend, okay. but he and I, we like turned it on and we were watching for like 10 minutes in silence. And like, oh. not cause it was awkward. We were just like, well, what's gross. the storyline? <laughs> but then we're like, are you done? I'm done. <laughs> and I don't think we really knew. Like, one, I don't think either of us were, like, in the space to use it as foreplay. Yeah. And then it wasn't, like, turning us on necessarily. So, we're like, all right, TV time. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yeah. So, it wasn't the most eventful of things that I've done. That's fair. Yeah. But I'm excited about this episode. I know. Me too. We have Rachel Wright on. And, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Yeah. Like, just a wealth mm-hmm. of information. So every question that we you know, tossed her way. She had solutions, answers, tips. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot in here too about, you know, working through partners who might be jealous or insecure about watching mm-hmm. porn um, or the types of porn that you're interested in and like having those conversations with your partner. Yeah, if there's any shame around the type of porn that you watch or you're uncomfortable by the type of porn your partner watches, yeah. we work through all of it. Well, there's a lot of different layers to I feel like even first approaching porn mm-hmm. because your attitude towards porn. Absolutely. The topics, the, the topics and the genre that you're interested <laughs> <The> genre. in. <laughs> you know, like all of that, whether you think about it consciously while you're watching or not, mm-hmm. you know, there's layers to what you're interested in and how you approach porn. Absolutely. The closer you look at it. When I do watch porn, I turn the volume all the way off though. Really? Yeah. Rachel was talking about some um, like dialogue mm-hmm. later in the episode. And I was like, oh, I never listen to dialogue. <laughs> Ever? Ever. Like you never, so the sound is not a part of it no. for you. If I watch porn while I'm masturbating, the sound is off and I have like music playing like huh. on my speaker. Is it because you don't want other people to hear it? I think it started out that way. And then it just never played into what turned me on mm-hmm. about watching porn. It was visual. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I think just because the porn I've always watched I always watched had been so cheesy 
you know, like mm. so scripted that you're like, that that's not going to do shit. That's not going to do jack shit. Like it took away yeah. from turning me on because that I was sense. like, that's so cheesy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I never listen with volume. That's so interesting. I know. I forgot to bring that up in like the interview to like talk about that maybe, but I'll yeah. throw it out there now. I can't imagine listening without volume. What? That so you be... got, you'll listen the whole, like, I mean, it's not like I'm listening <laughs> to 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I just, because. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would definitely prefer for there to be audio. That is so funny. I would rather be like dead silent with like a fan on <laughs> than listen to the audio in porn. I the auditory it really gets me. So it's super funny. But I love like audio erotica. Exactly. But they just sound like more voice actors than people in porn that mm-hmm. I've watched. That makes sense. Maybe yeah. you get overwhelmed by both the visual and <laughs> the I think audio. I'm just icked easily. Yeah, so if something feels icky. So if they say something stupid, you're like yeah, and so embarrassing. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Porn has its theatrics, but when it's like so impractical, <laughs> you like, <laughs> you just can't get me mm-hmm. on board. I Not find the real holes, you know. Okay, <laughs> well, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to be out there doing the important things, like finding finding plot holes in porn. In porn. <laughs> That's like a tongue twister. It is a little bit of a tongue twister. Plot holes in porn. Plot holes in porn. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, on that note, yeah. uh, we'll see you on the other side of this. Bye. Bye. My name is Rachel Wright. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, sex therapist, sex educator. Um, I write and consult and do a lot of different things for a bunch of different companies and media outlets um, and still have one-on-one clients. And I'm non-monogamous and I have celiac disease, so I can't eat gluten. And I love theater. And that sums me up in a minute. <laughs> Those are my favorite three points. Yeah. That Tell was our beautiful status, introduction. What you're allergic to and the things that you like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, if I'm at a play party, I'm like, I'll do the consent speech so that I can just like publicly state that I can't have gluten. So yeah. everyone knows to like go wash their mouth out. Beforehand. Oh my God. I love it. Don't eat bread and then kiss me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> I never thought about that. Damn. Yeah. I actually never thought that that would incorporate with kissing, but that makes sense if you have it like in yeah. your mouth or. Yeah. Remnants. It sucks. If one of my partners has a beer, they have to like go swish and like they can just rinse with water. It's not like they have to do like a, you know, dental cleaning. But Dawn like, dish soap. It, it still yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some Dawn in there. <laughs> God damn. Well, thank you for letting us know. Um, (laughs) That will help moving forward in this interview. (laughs) Today, we want to talk about a topic we find really fun, and that's porn. And more specifically, porn in the relationship, in the bedroom. Um, So could you start by giving us a few examples of why porn could be beneficial to bring into the bedroom? Yeah. I Porn is so misunderstood. It's like... If it were a person, I would want to give it a big hug and be like, I see you, (laughs) you know, it's so misunderstood. I think that some of the biggest benefits of bringing it in to your sex life with whoever is that you get to see things that you wouldn't typically see because our society is so sex negative. Going to a play party is not something that most people do or most people have access to or frankly even know exist. And watching porn is a way to see other people doing things like in the same way that we'd watch a TV show and be like, oh, I like that style skirt. I want to I want to find that style skirt. Porn is like that for sex. 
And as long as we're looking at it for entertainment and self-reflection and not education, Mm -hmm. it is a brilliant tool. I really like that you said you'd give it a hug. Yeah, that's sweet. (laughs) It's very sweet. And it is really misunderstood. I feel like, um, you know, you bring up that you watch porn and it still has this kind of like shame connotation to it. And I, yeah, but it's like, I, what if you love it? What if you learn stuff from it? What if it makes you feel more confident? You know, I feel like it is just not talked about enough when it's within your own like sexual practice. Totally. And I think that there is a lot, there's just a lot of misunderstandings. You know, there are so many, especially in heterosexual monogamous couples, there's this like, why does my partner need to watch porn if he finds me attractive? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one does not have anything to do with the other. It's like, we forget that our sexuality, whether we're in a relationship or not, whatever kind of relationship is still our sexuality. And we are supposed to have a relationship with that. And so in this heterosexual example, like that man gets to have his own relationship with his body and sexuality. And then he can share that with his partner and vice versa. Um, But stereotypically, that is how it comes up a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do we want to jump down to that question? Yeah, that's okay. Because I, um, I have a question on that that I actually wrote. And I remember from this time of being in a relationship where I had an iPad that I would look up all my sex things on because <laughs> I still lived at home and that was my only personal <laughs> piece of property. Um, and he picked up my iPad and went to like the back arrow. He was kind of weird and like always trying to snoop on my stuff. So Ooh. he hit the back arrow to see what I'd like most recently been doing. And it went to a porn site. And he got like really insecure and really like pushy about like needing to know what kind of porn I was watching and like show me like like show me what videos you were liking, show me what videos you enjoy and you watch. And but it wasn't from a curiosity; it was from a I need to know because it's making me insecure. Right. Um, so yeah, that's exactly the type of experience I have with porn in a relationship of it being this like insecurity. And it's like okay, if I did that, if I was wrong. Is it wrong then if my other partners will watch porn? Like, what is my relationship with porn in a, in a relationship? Yeah. Well, and thank you for sharing that story. Because I think that the key there, like you were saying, is it sounds like a little judgment. Mm-hmm. No, totally. Because I, I also don't think that he wasn't watching porn. He was one of those guys that would, like, get mad at me for doing something because that's something only, like, a guy should do in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, girls, when they do it, it's completely different. Like, that just... It's completely different from when a guy does it. And so run away. Yeah. Run away. I you sure did. did. <laughs> Two years later, I was out that door. <laughs> it was a slow jog. It was a slow jog. I was walking. <laughs> but you know, it takes us some time sometimes to realize what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, how do you deal with a partner who may feel jealous or judgmental about your like masturbation practice? And is that even any of their business to know? So this is a complicated question. Mm -hmm. Yes and no. No, it's not their business in the way of you're not breaking an agreement that you have with your partner. So if you are, let's say, in some religion with your partner and you have an agreement that masturbation is like wrong, which by the way, I like highly don't believe, but let's just like go to that extreme. And you were to break that agreement, then that sucks. That's not cool. Mm -hmm. 
But in most, in most relationships, that's not what's going on. And so you get to decide if you want to share with your partner. You can also bring it up with your partner in the way of like, hey, can we just name that both of us probably masturbate? I would love to like have open dialogue around this. And you can tell me as little or as much as you want. I would really love to see what kind of porn you watch, but if you want to keep that to yourself, that's totally cool too. Like really coming at it from this attitude of like, I'm curious because I want to connect with you. Not I want to judge you and I'm confused as to why you need to masturbate if I live with you. And it's kind of like how people will often think that sex toys are going to replace people. Like sex toys are meant to do things that the human body cannot do. They also don't have emotions. (laughs) So they're not going to replace a person. They're meant to add something that a person can't do. And one of the things that you can't do as one person having sex with another person is be two other people having sex at the Uh same time. And so porn is a tool like that. It's supposed to add and not take away. So as long as you're coming together and both people want to share and you're cultivating the space of like, you know, when I first started dating my partners, we uh, started a shared note called Porn We All Like. <laughs> and if there was a video that we felt like sharing, and it wasn't every one, you know, but like if if we felt like sharing, we would copy and paste and put the link there and be like, hey, I really like this, like minute 15, second 26, like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, and like it it was a really fun way to get to know someone's fantasies, desires, like whether or not they wanted to just watch it, have it happen to them or not. Um, it was a really cool conversation starter and like fun. It was sexy. Yeah. Fun. I love that. That's mm-hmm. so cool and so fun. And like when you were talking about getting to know somebody, that's such an interesting way to get to know somebody that we generally don't mm-hmm. know them like mm-hmm. we just kind of leave it and it's like oh that's so cool <laughs> right it's seeing like a little sneak peek like behind a door of what interests them when you're not there mm-hmm. which could be like a very obviously authentic interest in like side of them that like when they do share it's so fun and it's so exciting and you're like mm, okay mm-hmm. <laughs> okay <I> exactly <laughs> exactly and like it's so fun to then open up conversation and be like, Hey, I watched that video that you sent, you know, is there any piece of this that you want to try to act out in real life? Like, what was it about this that you enjoyed? And then you get this insight into the, the, the person that you're dating or married to or partnered with whatever. And that's not something that we get to see if we're closed off and just kind of letting our ego be like, well, if they really loved me, they wouldn't want to watch other people having sex. Like, no, most of us want to watch other people having sex, no matter how much we love other people. Absolutely. We do. That's a good disclaimer. I've said that for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Something that I've heard a couple of times recently, specifically on TikTok, was people expressing that they would never be with somebody who watches porn because they consider that cheating. What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) I wish everyone could have just seen my eye roll. (laughs) Um, So, okay. Here's the thing with cheating. Cheating is not about sexual activity necessarily. Cheating is the breaking of an agreement. Mm -hmm. 
So this idea that everyone has the same idea of what cheating is, is false. If we went out onto the street in New York and asked 50 people in a row, what is cheating? We would get such different answers. If you said, is uh, sharing about your day with someone cheating? Some people would say yes. Some people would say no, right? Like everybody has a different idea. So if we look at the definition of cheating as breaking an agreement that you have with your partner, most likely you haven't even talked about porn. Mm -hmm. So it is completely unfair to your relationship to decide that it's cheating when you haven't said to your partner, Hey, it, it feels like cheating to me. Can we talk about it? Mm -hmm. If that conversation hasn't happened, then why would they think that they're doing anything wrong? Right. Mm -hmm. So I like as a fundamental human, I don't necessarily like, no, it's not. And I think every person needs to define what the agreements are in each relationship. You know, I joke that like I have three partners and I date outside of my fam. So like me having sex with someone else is not cheating. Right. Me breaking an agreement surrounding that is cheating. So like if I told one of my partners that I'm not going to eat at Sweetgreen with someone else and then I go and eat at Sweetgreen with someone else, that is more cheating than me going and having sex <laughs> with someone. Right. And like for some people, that concept is like, what are you fucking talking about? Like it's a salad and not sex. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and it's like, well, we have an agreement that I can have sex with other people, but we made an agreement that I couldn't go to sweet green with other people. Mm -hmm. So it all comes back to what those agreements are. So if porn does make you really uncomfortable and you are uncomfortable with the idea of your partner watching porn, is that a fair thing to bring at the beginning of the relationship? Is it fair to ask somebody not to watch porn in your relationship? So I think it is always, quote unquote, fair to express your discomfort. Mm -hmm. What is unfair is to expect that person to change their behavior based on your discomfort. So figuring out what it is about it that is making you uncomfortable, right? If this is stemming from insecurity, that's not cool, right? Right? Like you can't do what you want to do because I feel insecure about my ass. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Okay. Right? Like if we break it down. So I would encourage the person who is like, no, I don't like porn. I don't want my partner to watch porn. Why? Why? Like, what are, what are you afraid of? What are you insecure about? And if you can then share, I feel uncomfortable with you watching porn because I'm insecure about my body and I'm afraid that you're watching people with really fit bodies and you're not going to be attracted to me anymore. Mm -hmm. That is so different and can get a very different response than like, don't fucking watch porn, you horny asshole. <laughs> you yeah, know, there's a difference. Yeah, yeah. I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> and then that person can be like, oh my God, honey, like, no, I love your body. And in fact, I watch porn of all different body types and that's not at all what, right. And then like you practice expressing what the insecurity or what the fear is. And that person can then help reassure you in a healthy way instead of changing their behavior 
and not doing something because you're not willing to do the work around your own insecurities. Right. Mm -hmm. Thank you for breaking that down because I was, when we wrote that question, I was like, how do you approach that? If one person considers something cheating, like, I don't think that's fair, you know, to say like, mm -hmm. no, you can't watch porn. You can't have your own pleasure regimen because mm -hmm. I say so. But like, how did, how do you walk around that if someone mm -hmm. legitimately thinks that it's cheating? So I think that was a great way for you to explain it and break it down. And I also, Thanks. Cass and I, I think, or maybe my other friend and I, we've talked about like what we consider cheating and those are really fun conversations because it is so different for every single person. And I know you and I have talked about it mm -hmm. and we have like some differences on things. And it's just, it's so fun to talk about and like really important with partners. Yes. And like bring it up early on. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're on your second date and you're getting to know somebody, you can be like, hey, I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about how like cheating isn't universal. And mm -hmm. I'm wondering like, what do you consider cheating in a relationship? Mm -hmm. And like, get it out of the way. And that, yeah. that may change over time, right? Mm -hmm. Like agreements change over time. If you're with somebody for 10 years, your agreements are going to change yeah. over the course of 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, have the conversation. Right. The most interesting answer I've gotten from guys I've dated has been when I asked them if they consider flirting cheating. That mm. is when it gets like very funny to vague. me. <laughs> very fucking vague. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's really funny. Like I remember in the episode friends, um, Monica says that she flirts with boys and she's like, yeah, but it's harmless. And Chandler's like, no, it's not. It's so much different when you flirt because they take it seriously. Think you're going to have sex with them. They don't take it seriously when it comes from me. So that's what I always remember. But it's like, you can't do it and ha tell me not to do it. Right. Or whatever. Yep. Just I used to get like, quote unquote, in trouble for that when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a theater kid. I was like, I, I'm an extrovert. I'm very touchy. Like I it appears as though I'm flirting with everyone. Right. And the, the ironic thing is, is that like when I'm trying to flirt, I like can't, I'm yeah. so <laughs> fucking awkward. Like if I actually am trying to flirt with somebody, I'm like, uh, 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 like my hands, it's, I'm so uncomfortable. But the perception is, is that I'm flirting with everyone I'm talking to. And so I would have boyfriends or whoever be like, you were flirting with that person at the grocery store. And I'm like, I asked them how their day was and said, I liked their earrings and then left. Yep. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but to them, they're like, but that smile. And I'm like, my smile. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's <laughs> on my face. Definitely. I know I was voted biggest flirt in high school. So <laughs> everyone assumed I was flirting with them and I didn't wow. quite know, but it's an yeah, honor. We had that very, title. very parallel experiences there. <laughs> Initially, I didn't, but I grew into it. <laughs> I found my confidence. <laughs> and here title. we are. And here we are. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, do we want to get back into yes. incorporating? Okay, I'll let so you take it away. So if you do like porn and your partner does as well and you want to start incorporating porn into your shared sexual experiences, how can you mm -hmm. start doing that? Ah, love this. So there's a few different ways. I'm a big fan of uh, making, creating containers is what I call it. And what I mean by that is setting up a time and a space where there are certain, everybody knows the expectations. So kind of parallel to how someone would set up a BDSM scene, 
right? You talk about like what's on the table, what's off the table, what are hard limits, what, um, what's a safe word, um, what roles are we going to play? And then by the time you enter into play, like there's no unknown, you know, everything that could happen. You may not know when, but like, you know, what's going to happen. Similarly, creating a container is what's on the table, what's not on the table. Let's have a safe word to stop. So you can say, hey, I would love to watch porn with you before we start getting physical. So like if you create a container for physical intimacy, and this is what I consider scheduling sex, by the way. Mm -hmm. So like uh, every Tuesday and Thursday from 6 to 8.30 is our container for physical intimacy. And you're like, okay, great. So from 6 to 6.30, (laughs) I would love to watch porn with you. And if we start getting hot and heavy before 6:30, like let's do it. Um but I would love to take the first chunk of time or first 15 minutes or whatever you want to do and and watch porn together and kind of like weaving it in as a way to transition from your day or your other activity into your physical intimacy container. It's a really great way to have your brain be like, Oh, sex now. (laughs) And you know, with a lot of, a lot of, especially humans that were assigned female at birth have responsive desire. So they're not going to just be like sex. Now I'm one of the weirdos that does. Um, But for most people, they need something to like help kind of like transition into that mindset and so having the hey let's watch porn for the first 15 minutes of our physical intimacy container can be that transition and can be the thing that you respond to Um, so that's where I would start Um, and if you're not comfortable watching together yet I would actually suggest doing the shared note thing Mm -hmm. share what you like when you're alone or you can say hey next time you masturbate, can you watch this video and tell me what you think? I like that. That's fun. Right? And then it becomes like a, and you could come back and be like, dude, I couldn't get off on that. Like, I didn't like it. Uh And then that person knows, oh, like they don't enjoy porn of this flavor. And, you know, you can ask like, what was it about it? What, you know, for me, if there are, um, if it's in a different language than English, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I'm like, I don't, I can't read subtitles yeah. while I'm watching porn. Like I just can't do it. It's so <laughs> distracting fair. to me. I'm like, I don't know what they're saying. And like, <laughs> it just stresses me out. And so no matter how hot what's going on is or how in line it is with everything else, I just can't do it. And so that is now my partners know, like, don't send me porn <laughs> on English speaking scenes. Right. Um, and that's how you learn that stuff is like, I never sought that out. And then one of my partners sent a video to me. It was like, I think you'd like this. And like five minutes in, I was like, I, I hate this. <laughs> I can't follow anything. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, who are they? Like, what's the context? I don't even know. Yeah. It, it was just confusing. So yeah, that, that's where I'd start is either the, the shared note or take the first few minutes of your time together and, and watch. Mm-hmm. What if your partner adds something to that note or sends you something and it's like something that really freaks you out or that you really didn't Mm. know about them and you don't want to kink shame them or anything like that, but you're having a reaction to the type of porn that they watch? How can you work through that and also maybe start a conversation with them to let them know how you are feeling? 
Love that question. Cause it definitely happens mm-hmm. like a lot. Um, I think that the first thing that you need to do is reflect on why you're feeling uncomfortable. So is it a fundamental, like, uh, I don't want my partner to watch a human treating a human that way. Is it a, um, why do you like videos with siblings? Is it right? Like, what is it about the content that is creating the discomfort? And what are you worried about in terms of your partner consuming that content? So often what will happen is subconsciously you're afraid that your partner will want that thing. And what's happening is you don't want that thing in real life. And so you see that they like it and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to have sex on top of the Empire State Building. (laughs) But like they're watching porn, having sex on the top of the Empire State Building. And so instead of actually having that thought, subconsciously we're just kind of like, I don't, I don't like this. Why are you watching this? And so really taking a minute, whether it's journaling, meditation, therapy, like a friend that you know is like a very safe space to talk with this about. And just kind of like talk it out, write it out and see what it is about it that is making you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Is it like because they are supposed to look really young, right? Or is it like it could be anything. Mm-hmm. And and we all have these things that just are like, oh, I didn't know that you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then come up once you do that reflection, come up with some questions that really stem from curiosity. So like, what is it about this that you enjoy? Because there may be something that they are enjoying about it that you're not seeing. Mm -hmm. Not picking up on. Yeah. Like your experience of the same video could be completely different from the other person's experience. And so asking them what it is about it that they like is interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Like it could be a whole BDSM theme thing and like the second the person gets spit on you're like oh my god and like you know you want to turn it off and feel uncomfortable whatever and then you go to your partner and you're like what do you like about this and they're like oh well she was wearing high heels (laughs) Uh (laughs) you know and you're like oh Oh, so like the spitting thing, and they're like, "What spitting thing?" You know, I like, never got that. It just like kind of flew over. Finished way before head. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you never, you never know. So I would have the conversation, and um, just remember that, like, a lot of the times we like to watch and fantasize about things that we don't actually want to play out in real life, mm-hmm. and there's a big difference there. And that question is also important too. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're in a relationship where you are more sexually experimental or you are non-monogamous, right? Like if, if one of my partners sent me like, I don't know, some sort of group play video, I would be like, wait, are you imagining us? Are you thinking about like going out with other people? Like, I, I would like want to know the context in which they enjoyed it, but not from a place of shaming, from like a, a true place of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Those are great conversation starters, I feel like, especially like coming from curiosity, I feel like can't lead you too far astray when you're starting a conversation that way. Um, but if their porn like completely turns you off, is it okay to like, like we're not 
we just not going to do that in the bedroom. Like let's yeah. find something else that we both can enjoy. Totally. So you can even acknowledge like the last thing I want to do is yuck your yum. Mm-hmm. And I want to find stuff when we're doing this together that turns us both on. Mm-hmm. And this just isn't doing it for me. Right. Can we go to a different genre, mm-hmm. flavor, whatever. Can we try a different <laughs> category. flavor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. If you are the person that watches a type of porn that you think might create a reaction in your partner, mm-hmm. can you give them a warning or like how should you Absolutely. start that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. If you think that you're, I mean, you know your partner best. So, I mean, not better than they know themselves, but better than most people. So if you think that they may have a reaction to something, or even if you don't think that, but you yourself have a reaction, right? Like we all carry around shame. So there are things that I may be like, I'm so scared to share this, but like the person receiving it is like, Oh, I've watched like 15 of these. You know, like it, do, it, it doesn't phase them. So I think that the just giving an acknowledgement statement and like naming the quote unquote elephant in the room. So like, hey, this one is a bit extreme, if that's the case. Um, you know, it's more on the extreme side of this theme. And I just wanted to name that. Um, and so if you want to talk about it after, I would love to. Or, hey, you know, this is a, a step-sibling themed video. Um, I do not want to have sex with my siblings. And <laughs> I also find this video really hot. Um, just wanted to name that. Mm-hmm. You know, like kind of giving the, the like, <laughs> the caveat of like, <laughs> this is still fantasy. Mm-hmm. Right. If you are someone, like I'll just use myself as an example, when I started watching porn, I found that girl on girl porn was the most interesting to me, the most interesting genre that I could dedicate my time to. <laughs> but that made me self-conscious about myself. And when pe- when partners would ask what kind of porn I'd watch, I'd be like, oh, you know, penis vagina porn, of course. <laughs> Why not? And then, but I would be, I would feel like a lot of shame that I watched lesbian porn because that's just mm-hmm. what I preferred. So if you want to be honest with your partner, but you feel insecure about the type of porn you watch how do you start that conversation? Like, how do you bring that up in a way that feels good for you? So first ask for a container. Mm -hmm. Don't just come up to your partner while they're emptying the dishwasher and be like, (laughs) I'm insecure that I watch lesbian porn. Like they're going to be like, what? And then you're not going to get the response and you're going to feel icky. They're going to feel icky the whole thing. So approach your partner with, you know, Hey, I wanted to talk to you about something sexual related, when would be a good time to do that? Mm-hmm. And then you both enter into that conversation knowing that you're going to talk about something sexual. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, I'm feeling really insecure or I'm feeling really embarrassed or I'm feeling really insert emotion here. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to share with you this type of porn that I'm enjoying and I'm feeling really nervous. Um, and I don't really need anything from you. I just wanted to name that before I share. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully you're with a partner that then can use not kid gloves is the wrong term, but like be extra cushy with the yeah. response, <laughs> you know, like if they know that you're nervous, they're going to hopefully watch their tone and response and like, not make like a <gasps> face when, <laughs> when you say it versus if you just go in and say it, 
they may have that reaction because it's an honest reaction with, mm-hmm. without trying to like hurt you or shame you. Mm-hmm. Um, but giving the caveat of like, I'm feeling very vulnerable and very nervous sharing this with you um, will help. Right. It, it will help. And if they don't, if you tell them that and they're like, ew, uh, uh, like rethink who you're with. Right. Right. Absolutely. It was so interesting because when I first started getting actually like authentically close to girlfriends in my life, like my my female friends, and we'd start talking about like masturbation and porn and stuff like that after a few glasses of wine, like a lot of us enjoyed the same type of porn or like, mm-hmm. but we were all so nervous to talk about it. Um, but it was like having that space to feel confident, feeling like, I get you. I feel like that made me feel more confident about the things I was interested in too. I don't know. I love that. Yeah. When you know somebody else, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and frankly, even like going to scan Reddit is a good place. Like, you know, look for other people who are watching the same types of porn. You don't have to participate in the conversation. You can just read that other people also like it. And that can feel very validating. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with all of us admitting that we masturbated too. Like once you get to that point with your friends yep. and you think that you fucking like invented masturbating <laughs> yeah. until, you know, everyone admits that they've done that before. It's like, so, damn it. God damn it. I was yeah. on my yeah. way to trademark this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd make millions. Um, yeah. It's just so interesting what we sweep under the rug and ignore and pretend like we don't do because of how shamed we've felt in society for a a to Z, you know, with our sexuality. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting. 100%. Is there, I'm not sure totally how to ask this question, but is there like an abnormal quote unquote amount that people like, like Don when John movie? Yeah. When people are watching those. porn, like that's what I'm thinking. Like if anybody's listening to this and they're like, okay, I'm okay with my partner watching porn, but I feel like they watch a lot of porn or something like that. So if it is this general rule of thumb, if it is impairing your life, meaning you're not showing up to work, you are canceling dinner with friends, you are late to a very important meeting, you are not uh, playing with your kids, you're, if it is starting to impair the things in your life, then there is an issue. Mm-hmm. And that's frankly the same thing with most things, mm-hmm. right? Right? Like, if you exercised so much that you were calling out sick to work, to work out, that would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be. So me. <laughs> <laughs> you won't find me doing that. <laughs> like anything to that degree, mm-hmm. when it starts to cross into like impairment and affecting your relationships, your job, your life, that's when something is considered to be too much. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time when people say my partner watches too much porn, I'm like, how much porn are you talking about? And the response is like, I don't know, like 30 minutes a day. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that like, is that take it? Is that taking something away from you? Mm-hmm. And usually the answer is no. Right. Like usually it's like, no, I was sleeping or like, <laughs> no, it was like, you know, while right before their shower in the morning mm-hmm. and I was downstairs making pancake, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's rare that that amount of time that someone is concerned about is actually impacting them. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, if it is, that's a different conversation, right? But I would encourage you to look at it again through the lens of like, it could be any activity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be porn. So ask yourself, like, if this were watching golf clips, or if this were like watching baseball highlights, would I still feel the same way? Mm-hmm. Right. And if the answer is yes, then what the conversation is about is how your partner is spending their time, not about porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like after that point, it's a it's a partner preference and where they dedicate time allotments and less about mm-hmm. having an issue with a specific thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I had to loop it back around to incorporating it back into sex. Um, can you do it like just a few more examples? Like, can you just leave it on during sex? Do you think that gets distracting? Can you act out what's happening? Like are there any Absolutely. rules to how you incorporate porn in the bedroom? Any no, lines to cross? No, all okay. of those things are great ideas. Like okay. all of them. Reenacting is actually really fun. Um, a lot of a lot of people like to do that. Um, you can also get ideas from it. And <laughs> so one way you can do it is uh, it's kind of like a version of withholding someone's orgasm, but it's like withholding sex. So we're going to watch this porn and not touch each other for 20 minutes. Oh, and like, that's tough. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. Um, that's a really fun one. You know, you can, uh, say, okay, we're going to watch this for we're going to watch as many videos as we can in 25 minutes. And then we're going to pick one and we're going to do that tonight. So it could be like that. Um, Really just like gamifying it, like make it fun. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. You can do anything you want with it. Yeah. That's what's so great about it is it's like you're in your own home. Mm -hmm. Those examples remind me of the TikToks I've seen where they start doing something like totally random. So like just remembering that I'm not in a simulation and I can do the things I want to do. But like watching porn and reenacting it with your partner in the bedroom that like feels like stepping out of your regular routine and being like, oh, Mm -hmm. I can totally fucking do this if I want to. Yep. If anyone's telling me not to, that's a problem. They shouldn't be in my room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Exactly. And usually, usually it's ourselves mm-hmm. that are like, well, I'm not going to, this is a narrative that I hear often is I'm not going to look as good as that person doing it. Well, yes, that's correct because they have makeup and they're on a set and they did that for five minutes and they got touched up with makeup again and they have fluffers keeping them hard and wet. Like the, the whole thing, like you're watching a movie. Right. So like, do you look like Jennifer Aniston on Friends? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but like that doesn't stop you from watching it. Right. And so, or, you know, adoring her character, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's if you can disconnect that piece and just view it as a fun tool. Mm-hmm. I, I love, love that. that framing. Yeah, me too. Those are great ways to incorporate it. And I think that's super fun. Um yeah, because I've never thought of like keeping it rolling. Mm-hmm. Like I've mm-hmm. had sex to the office, you know, and that stays rolling. <laughs> and so this could be so much more entertaining. <laughs> uh, the weirdest totally. thing I've ever watched during sex is The Shining. <laughs> oh, God. I know. I know. Scary. College yeah. M is a weird M. She just turned on anything on Netflix. <laughs> it's amazing. <sighs> 
Well, I think, do we want to do just the last one? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Um, for people looking to find a good ethical porn that they could enjoy, what are some of the best porn sites that you recommend? Great question. Um, Belessa Plus is wonderful. Oh, love Belessa. Uh, really wonderful. Crash Pad Series is wonderful. Um, they have a lot of queer porn that's wonderful. Um, and then my third is actually OnlyFans. Oh, right. Um, so, yeah. you know, supporting, I think not a lot of people remember that OnlyFans is basically like Etsy for porn. <laughs> uh-huh. I love that. <laughs> that should right? be their tagline. Yeah. You should sell that to them. <laughs> like shop small. You know, yeah, like shop. It's, it's really, it's people creating content for you. And mm-hmm. if you can find people that you really uh, enjoy watching, you're helping their livelihood a lot more, even more directly um, mm-hmm. than you would with like a subscription to Belessa. And that, I think that they're great in conjunction. I don't think that OnlyFans is necessarily a replacement um, just because it, it, it's just not the same. Right. Um, but those are my top three. And then for audio, Dipsy oh. stories. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love Dipsy. We love. I listen to Dipsy a fair amount, and yes, they have amazing <laughs> stories on there. That's More than 30 minutes yeah. a day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're short, so no, not really. <laughs> I listen to a couple, but they're short. <laughs> Love it. <sighs> so funny. Well, where can our listeners continue connecting with you after this episode? Uh, Instagram is where I hang out primarily. My handle is the right underscore Rachel. That's right with the W Rachel, R I C H E L. And then my website is Rachel, right. NYC.com. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. That was um, really fun. I love talking mm-hmm. with Rachel about porn. It was the best. I want to be a part of her and her partner's um, notes app chat. Uh, I know. And see what type of porn that they send back and forth. That's so cool. Because that would be really fun. So thank you, Rachel, so much for coming on the podcast today. And thank you to our listeners for hanging out. And if you want to thank us, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to rate, review, subscribe to Honey Do Me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a kiss. We'll give you <laughs> a big old smooch. Mm-hmm. It'll be virtual, but it'll mm-hmm. be You could juicy. leave a... <laughs> You can leave like a TV. <laughs> ah, that's good. Yeah, leave a little TV. Not emoji. like we ever watch porn on TVs anymore, but I mean, you could. If, but the, if you're someone who still rents a video. Yeah, if you really want to set the ambiance, you could hook up the HDMI. Hook <laughs> up the HDMI. Uh, you can, what is it when you project it from your phone? Airplay? Yeah, you can airplay it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And that's how you watch porn. You're welcome mm-hmm. for that final tip. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>